Hi, I'm Molly, and this is the first episode in a new monthly series that we're doing called Question of the Month. Each month, we ask the Longhorn community to weigh in on a different question. We compile the answers from a variety of breeders into one podcast that we hope is informational and educational for you, specifically if you're a new breeder or have been thinking about jumping into raising registered Texas Longhorns. Our Question of the Month series is open to all Longhorn breeders, so if you'd like to participate in next month's, head over to our socials and wait for us to post the newest question, complete with links to sign up for a time to record your answer. On today's episode, we'll be hearing answers to July's Question of the Month from breeders from across the United States. Alex Dees of CR Longhorns in Harper, Oregon is a well-known and veteran Longhorn breeder. Andrew Sigourney is the ranch manager for Hidden Springs Longhorns in Denton, North Carolina. Andrew is very active in the industry and offers some great advice, reflecting on where he and ranch owner Carol Powell were just a few years ago when they began their breeding program. Andrew works in on Four Oaks Farm in Central Illinois. They have been raising longhorns for over five years and are very active on the fertility circuit. Bill Norwood is from Waco, Texas, where his family ranch, R3 Hilltop, is located. Phil and his family have almost 20 years of raising Texas longhorns under their belt. Our question of the month for July that these breeders weighed in on was this. What is your best advice for new longhorn breeders? We hope you enjoyed July's episode. And now, here are all of the answers from our guests. Hi, this is Alex Dees uh, with CR Longhorns. I've raised uh, longhorn cattle in the Pacific Northwest for about 15 years. Uh, The number one thing I think for anyone getting into cattle and longhorns in particular is you have to have physical facilities to catch them, hold them, and then doctor them or treat them, meaning some kind of shoot. And it seems like a big, um, big expense for someone just getting started, but it's really a matter of your safety, safety for the cattle and humane treatment. Uh, there are used shoots on the market. There's also a few models of extremely uh, simple shoots for under about $2,000, and it's really the number one item you need going into this. Then the second thing I think is very important, more of a philosophical approach, is um, if you're going to be in this at any level beyond the most simple hobby level, you really need a good bull. A lot of people will spend thousands of dollars on their cows and try and cheap out and find a bull for under $1,000. And that's absolutely backwards. You should be spending more money on your bull than on any single cow. And I started out with $1,000 cattle, $1,000 cows, but I was able to partner with someone local and get a high-quality bull, and that really pushed my program along, and I never regret it. If you can't buy a bull, you can certainly AI to really top quality bulls, but you're still going to need a holding facility and a good shoot in order to do that. No vet or tech can work with you if you don't have a way to hold them, control them, and treat them safely for everybody. Okay, those are my picks. Feel free to contact me through my website, crlonghorns.com. So my name is Andrew Shigori. I'm the ranch manager for Hidden Springs Ranch. Um, we're in Denton, North Carolina, and I've been 
the manager here for about four years now, um, kind of running the breeding program and running the ranch. So I'm still pretty new into it myself. Um, but I feel like that kind of gives me a little bit of an advantage in some ways because I'm kind of learning as I go, learning the things to do, learning the things not to do. Um, that as well as, uh, yeah, I've just been, I've been in it for the last four years. So, um, one of the biggest things that I think, uh, is important for new breeders to know is do your research, like right off the bat, maybe before you even, before you even buy a cow, um, research, 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 you know, hired hand websites are great for that. You can go on there and research pedigrees, um, find a cow family that you like and just, you know, build off of that, find something that's consistent. Um, that kind of rolls into my second point, which was buy based on consistent production. Um, and the, these things that I'm, that I'm pointing out are, Again, you know, I'm new into it, so they're not necessarily my, uh, I didn't come up with this, right? Like I've been talking to, uh, experienced breeders for the last four years. Anybody who will answer a question, you know, I'll ask them a question. Um, and it seems like buying based on consistent production is one of the best ways that you can get yourself ahead right from the get go, which means, you know, maybe buy a cow that already has production under her belt. Look at her daughters. What are her daughters look like? You know, that'll give you a pretty good idea of what you're going to get out of her. <clears throat> um, for some folks, you know, buy a cow that's already bred or even better buy a cow that has a calf aside and she's bred back There's three in one, you know, you'll be able to sell that <clears throat> calf aside off pretty quick and recoup some of that cost. And then, and then you'll get another one, um, you know, several months. So, Again, just setting yourself up for success from the start. That way you don't have such a long period of time to go before you're seeing any of that money back. Um, if you're going to look at it from more of a business perspective, if you don't want to uh, buy an older cow or one that already kind of has proven production uh, as far as her own calves, there's ways that you can do that besides uh, looking at her calves. If you want to buy heifers, uh, Look at her dam. Look at her granddam. Does she have full sisters? Does her uh, does does she have full brothers that have daughters? Um, just look at the whole body of work, I guess you could say, of that cow family. And uh, I think that's a really good way to get some consistency into your program. And consistency is one of those things that it's almost. Uh, I was talking with Johnny Hicks race, recently, and he said these. Longhorns, when they're consistent, are as good as money in the bank. So <laughs> that's probably my biggest piece of advice. Uh, like I said, you know, from talking with more experienced breeders than me. Um, and then you can kind of roll in <clears throat> another uh, piece of advice that I think is really important, which is find a good mentor. Um, there's a lot of people in the longhorn industry, a lot of really good people, um, you know, Going to events, sales, shows are a good way to find people that maybe uh, would be willing to teach you something. Or you can look up in your local area, you know, always if there's 
Longhorn Ranch is near you or at least somewhat near you, you know, go visit them and talk to those people because um, the industry is growing, but it, it's still relatively a small, a small, in, small industry, a community. So you're going to want to try to work with those people that are near you. And uh, if y'all can work together to kind of build up your market, that's going to be even better. Um, <clears throat> this is, uh, <laughs> I'll say when you're looking for a mentor, a good rule of thumb might be a mentor is not necessarily someone who's going to try and sell you something is the first time you talk to them. Um, not that it's a bad thing to try and sell people cattle, right? Like that's what we're here for. Um, but on the mentoring side, you know, if you're just asking questions, you're just getting in, maybe the guy who just immediately is trying to sell you, you know, all his cattle is, is it, you have to use, we each have to use our own discretion, but maybe, you know, that's not exactly the type of person that we're looking for, for mentorship. Uh, maybe just, you know, answering questions. <clears throat> and again, you know, to the, to the guys who have been in it for a long time, it's, it's good to go ahead and uh, be that mentor. And, uh, you know, really educate the people who are coming into this industry, um, you know, like myself and, and Carol, the uh, owner of the ranch that I manage. You know, we come in and uh, the last few years and there's been a lot of really great people that have helped me. So there's a lot of great people in the Longhorn industry. Um, so it shouldn't be too hard to find someone. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, those would be my three biggest things, you know, find a good mentor, uh, research, just every aspect of raising cattle that you can research longhorn genetics, research what kind of grass you should have in your field, fence, everything, just research. You can't research enough and then buy based on consistent production. Um, you know, and, uh, that's it. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, you know, uh, hslonghorns.com that's hidden springs ranch where I manage, uh, my phone number, my email's all on there. I'm always open with talking to folks about Longhorns. And, <clears throat> you know, recently I did start a podcast, the Big Iron Podcast. Um, and I'm kind of trying to get some info out there on that too. So, If you're a new breeder who's recently purchased their first few or several Longhorns, congratulations and welcome to the breed. After securing land, working pens, and other important must-haves for your farm or ranch, you might be wondering, what's next? Hire new websites are a great way to market your growing herd on the internet and are where your fellow breeders go to search for new calves, future herd sires, to research pedigrees, and more. Hire new websites are not only easy for the public to navigate, but they're also easy for you to keep updated completely on your own through our custom software designed specifically for pedigree livestock breeders. In fact, a hydrogen-powered website might just have been responsible for drawing you into now raising these beautiful cattle. To learn more about our pricing and various packages for breeders of all stages and sizes, head over to hiredandsoftware.com or contact us at 888-287-8554. Be sure to mention that you heard about us on the From the Pasture podcast and receive a special discounted offer when you sign up today. So my name is Angie Wolf. Uh, uh, my husband is David Wolf. We are from Four Oaks Farm in central Illinois. Our website um, is Four Oaks 
longhorns.com. We have been raising cows. Oh gosh, we're going on, I don't know, 11 or 12 years now. Uh, and have been pretty active in the futurity world and, uh, attend some sales and any sale that's associated with the futurity we're at, we stay at. And I wanted to jump in on this number one piece of advice, uh, because I think there's the common story of, well, we bought a cow or we bought a group of cows. And then we kind of found out that that wasn't what we really wanted. So then we decided to sell all of those cows and we're already like three or four years behind and start all over again. So, you know, obviously, you know, water systems are needed. It, you know, it depends on what climate you're going to raise these cows in as far as far as what supplies you need and, and in obviously a corral system or and a chute and all of that is important. But my number one absolute piece of advice is, is don't you let you go through all the bovine breeds and you land on longhorns and you decide this is what we're going to breed. This is what we're going to do. My absolute 100% piece of advice before you do anything is don't buy a thing. (laughs) Don't buy anything. Don't just go attend some sales go attend some shows, talk to breeders, do some research, figure out breeding programs that you admire their style of cattle, figure out a business plan. A great piece of advice that we got, because we are totally one of them that just bought a cow. Uh, And our our story is, is kind of unique and it is on our website. Um, but basically what it came down to was we bought a cow, um, for my father-in-law and there, there's a really long story behind it, but, um, I was give, I was given basically three choices of, of a heifer to buy. And I simply just picked the cutest one and we had no idea what we were getting into. Then we traded a grain wagon for a heifer. Then we like kind of like hooked up with a breeder and like started to learn a little more and we bought a cow from her. But then we went to our first futurity. And that's when everything changed and that's whenever we really started to learn about the fact that what we were doing, what we were breeding was not what the industry generally speaking like if we wanted to be competitive showing these animals or even selling these animals, we were going to have to completely turn things around again. And, and, and we did, we sold off, uh, never Charlotte. She will never be sold. The first one that we bought, I will, I would do it all over again, but the others, the other, the direction that we were going, we didn't end up selling them because we figured out that, we wanted to go at it a completely different way. We wanted to raise these futurity animals. We did want to raise animals that people in the industry would would really like or want to buy or would or had pedigrees that would benefit anyone's program, whether they're a seasoned breeder or whether they're a new breeder. We wanted to start breeding and raising cows that pedigree wise, showy wise, horn wise, 
um, you know, to focusing body confirmation and, and the whole thing, we went back to the drawing board and you'll hear that story so many times as a new breeder over and over and over again. And so that's whenever I say, you don't even have to take an animal to show, just go sit down, watch the entire futurity, watch the sale, pick out some animals that you like, and then see if they sell for high money. And if they do or they don't, figure out why. And start talking to a bunch of breeders and figure out with these, these with seasoned breeders, you know, their stories and how they got into it or how they've changed or revamped their programs and why. There is so much to learn. And I do not know a single seasoned breeder out there who would who would turn away a new breeder asking for advice. So reach out, find a program or more than one program because everyone likes something a little different, but find, you know, a handful of programs where you kind of respect or really like the kind of cattle that they raise and reach out to them, ask them so many questions um, and learn about pedigrees and learn kind of where the industry is at the moment. So when you decide to get into this, when you decide to buy a cow, you are buying something that is relevant. You're buying something that's marketable. And you're also learning along the way how you should breed that animal to get the best possible calf out of that animal or animals that you have then decided to buy and, and get into it the right way. Rather than going around the backwards way that a lot of us ended up doing, that is absolutely my 100% of advice. I wish that someone would have told us that even though we did get a lot of great advice, um, even very first coming into it. Um, But we did take not the really long way around. We learned really quick and we made adjustments and choices really fast once we kind of figured it out. But get that business plan together, figure out what kind of cows you really like, figure out your, you know, any more these days, if you want a whole black and white herd, it's available. If you want, if you want, you know, the, the done colors or the gorilla colors, that's available. If you, you know, if there's, there's so many different, if you want, you know, a lot of horn or if horn's not so important. If you want to show cattle, but you want to show halter style cattle, that's a different, generally speaking, that's a different style of cattle than the futurity style of cattle. You want to just put together a very successful beef program and you already have the, the, the buyers in place. You have the ideas in place, how you're going to make that work. Um, Know whatever that business model is going into it and then do your research on what's going to fit best for your plan and for what kind of cattle you want to raise and then buy. But until then, don't buy a thing. Don't buy a thing. (laughs) Just don't do it. (laughs) And that's my number one advice. Hey, this is Phil Norwood at R3 Hilltop Ranch in Chilton, Texas. Uh, our family's had Longhorns for 16 and a half years now, 17 and a half years actually. I think my advice to new breeders uh, in regards to starting their program and getting involved in, in some cases for the first time with cattle, uh, it may sound kind of basic, but I would the first thing I would do is check the fence line. Uh, longhorns are curious and adventurous and 
any signs of a weak fence. It doesn't have to be a down fence, just a sagging wire, and they're off to explore uh, what there is to find. Um, our first, probably the first three months that we had longhorns, we had uh, quite a few calls from the sheriff's department because they were finding all kinds of problems with the fences, which was interesting because uh, the gentleman who had the grazing lease before my folks bought the first longhorn heifers ran 25 cows there for five or six years, at least while my parents owned the place. Uh, and they never got out on the highway, but the longhorns found it pretty quick. Uh, and so as basic as that sounds, I would start with infrastructure, but specifically uh, with fencing to make sure you have good tight fences. And if you want to go, I think our exterior fences are six strand, four feet high. And the few interior fences we have are uh, five strand, but they're all four feet. Um, and I guess, uh, if there was anything else, um, make friends, uh, social media is a great place to ask questions because there are so many stupid questions that I've asked and continue to ask, uh, but building that network of breeders, uh, and those who are patient enough and, um, friendly enough to approach with a dumb question about, you know, can, can a cow sneeze? Oh, yes, they can. I've only seen it once, but they can sneeze. Um, so I think that network and then building your infrastructure to be able to take care of the cattle once you have them would probably be my advice for new breeders. Everybody will tell you about pedigrees and, um, bloodlines. And there's a lot of things that you can look at just general cattle, websites and magazines to learn about cows in general. But um, when you get into the specifics of longhorns, those networks and those relationships you make are ultimately what's going to bring about your success. So that's what I got for you. Good fences and uh, good friends. Thanks for listening to our question of the month special episode. If you have a question you'd like experienced breeders to answer next month, reach out over our social media or email us at info at hiredhandsoftware.com. Stay tuned to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for our next regular episode. Or head over to YouTube and catch up on our Pickup Truck Confession series full of more great advice from experienced breeders from across the country.